Hey, what's up, you guys? My name is Mikko Krashovsky, and welcome to episode 111 of That Remote Life podcast, where we hear from location-independent entrepreneurs and professionals so you can learn to quit the cubicle and live life on your terms. Now, today, I do not have an interview for you guys, but what I do have is a very interesting uh, episode about the top 10 digital nomad cities in the United States. This is a list that uh, Zillow and Yelp, two companies that you may have heard of in the past, came together to produce using uh, their respective data on real estate and businesses. I'm gonna tell you guys more about the methodology they used uh, to determine these cities later on. But this was uh, an article that I shared in my Nomad Insider newsletter that comes out every Monday. And I decided to do a little bit more of a deep dive on this topic because I think it's pretty important um, for you guys and for any other digital nomads that are US based but are maybe traveling abroad and are wondering about what to use as a home base in the US. I think uh, some of these cities on this list will make a great option for you. So if you are interested in getting the Nomad Insider newsletter, it comes out every single Monday, like I said, and you can sign up for it over at thatremotelife.com forward slash Nomad Insider, all one word. Uh, and you can just subscribe on that page over there. And I share a lot of interesting information just like this article uh, and uh, lots of other things that will be important to you as a digital nomad, such as remote visas, uh, interesting new companies that are coming out or services uh, that are focused on helping out digital nomads. So if that sounds uh, like something you'd be interested in, head on over to that link, thatremotelife.com forward slash nomad insider and subscribe. But with that, let's dive into this list and find out what the top 10 digital nomad cities in the United States are. Before we dive into that list, I do want to tell you guys a little bit about the rules that uh, Zillow and Yelp use to come up with this list. So one of the first things to note is that they have basically omitted the nation's 30 largest metro areas. So they did this in order to uh, put up a list of smaller cities. Uh, that are a bit more of unexpected markets. And this makes a lot of sense to me, and I think it's probably going to create a better list of cities because uh, nomads tend to look for more affordable rentals. And the 30 largest metro areas in the US likely don't have as affordable of rentals. And so uh, I just don't think that a lot of people are going to be going there. In general, the trend that we've seen over the last years have been people moving all out of large cities in search of space and then going uh, into smaller cities that maybe uh, are more affordable. It's easier to purchase or find rentals with more space uh, and just kind of find a little bit more peace and quiet. So that's kind of the trend that I'm seeing here. And that was one of the things that Zillow and Yelp did to come up with this list. The metros were scored on availability and relative affordability of rental units listed on Zillow uh, that offer lease terms of less than one year. And then they merged Yelp's data uh, measuring consumer demand 
and the share of particularly curated business categories, including vacation rentals, furniture assembly, auto and RV repairs, nightlife, and outdoor activities. So this all sounds good. Essentially, Zillow was uh, bringing in all of the real estate information, and then Yelp was looking at what business categories saw growth uh, during the last year, and then what cities have a lot in, in those categories. One of the things that I do want to point out is that I noticed a lot of focus on outdoor activities. And that's not to say that digital nomads don't like outdoor activities. Uh, they do, 100%. I know a lot of nomads that move to cities because it's a good place to surf or it's got a lot of hiking or it's very you know nature forward or whatever it may be. However, I think that this might be skewing a lot of the, uh, not a lot, but some of the results on this list because they're, the outdoor activities and the outdoor business categories definitely grew without digital nomads being involved, right? If you can't go see a movie at the movie theater, you're more likely to go camping or to go hiking or whatever it may be. And so even though I do think outdoor activities are important to digital nomads, I think that this list kind of leaned a bit too heavily on that. Like it seemed like a lot of the cities listed here focus a lot more on outdoor activities um, than it did some of the other things that may be more interesting to digital nomads. So for example, uh, I don't think this list really looked too much into community and what sort of amenities are there for the business side of the digital nomad lifestyle. So it kind of looked a lot at the uh, outdoor living, all that kind of stuff, which is great. I just think that this is a place where this list kind of missed out on. And I think that that affected some of these uh, cities on the list. And that's why, like I was saying in the beginning, I was really kind of surprised by some of these cities. Um, so that's kind of a preface, a preface, preface of this list. Uh, now let's jump into uh, the list. I'm gonna start from the last place on this list and we're gonna move our way up to the number one. All right, so number 10 on this list is Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, Salt Lake City is coming in with a typical rental rate of about $17.60 per month, so just under $2,000 per month. And one of the reasons why it made it on this list is because it has so many popular ski runs, uh, outdoor recreation, like hiking, biking, camping, and fishing, all within 30 minutes of the city. Uh, this is basically everything that this list said as to why Salt Lake City was on here. Uh, yes. It's not super expensive. I think 1700 bucks per month is on the pricier side of rentals. Um, and I think that the only reason why Salt Lake City made it on this list is because it just has so many outdoor activities close by. Um, right off the bat here, we're seeing this trend starting out that I, I pointed out in the beginning of like, there's going to be a lot of cities on this list that are very outdoor forward. So uh, Salt Lake City, uh, yes, beautiful city, lots of outdoor activities. Um I think they have a pretty good airport, but I think that those rentals are a little bit high and I just don't think it has a lot more to offer other than the outdoor activities. Great city, but I, I don't think that this would have made it on the list for me. Number nine is Las Vegas, Nevada, with typical rental rates of $12.75 per month. And actually, this is the second highest affordability on this entire list. So this is the second most affordable city 
to live in. Specifically with Remember, guys, that um, the rentals that we're talking about here are not long-term leases. These rental rates are specifically talking about um, anything less than a year. So uh, $1,275 for a what, I would, what I'm going to call a midterm rental is a pretty good deal in my opinion. Um, and what the list had to say about this, the article says, more than just the neon lights of the strip, there is plenty to see and experience in Sin City, from hiking trails to shopping to exploring the arts district of downtown Las Vegas. So yes, um, I think Las Vegas has a lot more going on in it than just what most people think about in terms of Las Vegas. Um, I recently had Tynan on the show a few episodes back who lives in Las Vegas and that's one of the things that we discussed is, you know, he believes that Las Vegas has a lot more to offer than people think. Um, it does have a good airport, so it's easy to get to uh, a lot of other locations. So Las Vegas, um, I don't know much about it in terms of business and in terms of kind of like a startup culture or anything like that, but... I do see its place on this list because it's just so affordable and it has such a good airport um, that I could see digital nomads basing themselves out of Las Vegas, getting a rental that's cheap there uh, and popping all around uh, that area. Number eight is a city that I've actually been to quite a few times, and that's Asheville, North Carolina, uh, coming in with a rental rate of $17.82 per month on average. Um, I think this is a really high rental. Um, I do believe that this is accurate. Asheville is a pretty popular location for a lot of people. Uh, it's a beautiful city. It's this very manageable size. Like It's a very small I call it like a small big city. So it's a, a small city and has a lot of amenities in it, but it's kind of nestled in the mountains and it's really, really pleasant. You're a short drive away from the Blue Ridge Parkway and all of uh, the hiking, camping, outdoor activities that that area kind of provides you with. The interesting thing here is that the article says that the median list price for relevant rentals in Nashville rose 8% year over year. So that's signaling increasing demand in the area. And like I said, this makes sense. Asheville is a very appealing city to live in. And so it makes a lot of sense to me that people who were maybe living somewhere else because of their job have now been told that they can be remote and work from anywhere. And so they're saying like, hey, my job in you know, New York City is staying there, but I can go live in Asheville. So this makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I think Asheville is a beautiful city. I love spending time in there. It's one of the cities that Sarah and I have actually talked about possibly spending more time in. But I think that the rentals there at um, over $1,700, very close to $1,800 per month is a bit steep. And I think that that's only going to go up from here as more and more people um, move to North Carolina, to Asheville outside of, you know, as opposed to living in some of the other big cities in that area. So Asheville, like it, I get its place on this list. Um, but I think that those are, I think that those rentals are just a bit too expensive. All right, number seven, we're going to, uh, we're going back to the west side of the country here, sort of, uh, with Fort Collins, Colorado. And the typical rental rates here in Fort Collins are $1,795, so basically $1,800 a month. Um, this is certainly on the higher range uh, of this list, but 
the big thing here that I think Fort Collins has going for it is you have the Colorado sunshine and all of the outdoor activities that a Colorado lifestyle brings with it. So again, big focus on the outdoor stuff, but Colorado, even though it sees winter as well, it's still super sunny. So I love Colorado for that. It's always been really attractive to me uh, as a place to live because it is so sunny. With Colorado, you also get lots of breweries, lots of restaurants, um, and so you are going to have plenty of things to do when you're not working. The other really big thing about Fort Collins that I think um, it wasn't really mentioned in the article, but I think Fort Collins has this going for, is that it's about an hour from both Denver and Boulder. So what that means is that Fort Collins is a much smaller city than both of those. However, Boulder and Denver give you access to a lot of amenities and a community that those cities have. So Denver, it's a big business hub. A lot of people uh, live and work in Denver. So you're going to have a lot of communities, lots of startup people there. And also Boulder has been a very popular location for sort of uh, digital nomads and lifestyle business folk for a while because it's so popular. It's got such a good lifestyle. So for Collins, is I believe cheaper than both of those locations, but not super far away. So you can kind of get the best of both worlds. You get cheaper rentals than you would in Denver and Boulder, but you're close enough that if you wanted to, you know, interact with people there or, you know, use some of the amenities of those cities, they're right there, not super far away. All right, guys, moving on to number six here, um, which is, I'm gonna be honest, this one makes no sense to me, uh, especially so high up on this list. But number six is San Jose, California. So if you guys don't know much about San Jose, uh, it's basically part of San Francisco, uh, the San Francisco city limits. I don't actually know what is considered San Francisco and what isn't. Um, but it's right there. So it's right next to Silicon Valley. It's basically the tech hub of San Francisco. And the typical rental rates are $2,500 per month. Uh, so it's quite high. And this is why I'm saying is that even though, yes, you're getting the California weather, uh, there's lots of businesses, lots of tech people there. You're definitely going to have a strong community of entrepreneurs and of people who are thinking about the internet and these sort of things. I just, this is basically San Francisco. Uh, it's very expensive. You have very high taxes. Honestly, this makes no sense to me. I think that San Jose being on this list really shows the weakness of, you know, or exposes the weakness of this list because I can, I think what happened here is that you may have people from other parts of San Francisco moving to San Jose, but I know lots of digital nomads, uh, and I have not heard of a single person that is saying, you know, I was in, uh, you know, X city in the United States, and I'm moving to San Jose. If anything, I'm seeing the opposite trend appearing at the moment. Uh, and so I'm, I'm very confused by this. Uh, it, it really doesn't make any sense to me. The rentals are super, super high, and even though yes, there's a great business community and a great tech community here. I just, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't think uh, that the community is beneficial enough to put San Jose on this list. I think that there are some other cities on this list that have um, very good business communities as well uh, that basically 
I don't know. I don't think San Jose should be on this list. Uh, from real-world experience in speaking with lots of digital nomads, I don't know anyone going there. So uh, I wouldn't have put it on this list, especially not at number six. All right, you guys, we are at number five. And number five is a city that I've been to before, but I haven't spent a ton of time in, and that is Charleston, South Carolina. So the typical rental rates are at $16.45 per month. And Charleston landed in the top five for this list in large part because of the immense amount of available rentals. So even though it doesn't have a ton of other things going for it, yes, it has year-round good weather, uh, and it's also a beautiful city. If you've ever been to Charleston, the architecture is incredible. Um, I think the reason why it landed on this list is because it just has so many rentals available um, for a midterm or short-term lease. So I don't know much about it. I don't really know if it has any sort of uh, entrepreneurial community or anything like that. I do have somebody that I knew a few years back who moved to Charleston wanting to live there and then moved out about a year later because he didn't like the people there. So that's one person. Uh, I don't really, you know, we didn't really discuss what he didn't like about them or anything like that, but, uh, you know, he was an online entrepreneur who moved there you know, expecting to settle his family there and then moved out. So um, don't know much about Charleston outside of that. Uh, that's only one opinion that I've had uh, from somebody that I personally know. I get it. South Carolina, it's a nice place to be. Uh, great weather, great architecture. But besides that, I don't really know much else about the city. All right, you guys, we are starting to approach the top of the list here. And at number four, we have Nashville, Tennessee, uh, which is coming in with rental rates of $1,369 per month. So uh, below $1,500 a month. I think that this is a good price for a city like Nashville uh, that has lots of things going on. If you like music, uh, this is a great spot for you. Essentially, I could see a digital nomad who is working, you know, Monday through Friday, but loves music and is just always going to all the music uh, events that are happening in Nashville, Tennessee. I could definitely see that being a good option for somebody like that. Uh, it's a fun city, lots of restaurants and bars. There's also uh, some great outdoor activities close by. But what I'm wondering here is Nashville, and this is kind of similar to Las Vegas, even the, however, I think Las Vegas is bigger that maybe this won't affect you so much. But my point is I'm wondering if Nashville being this sort of party town might get a little bit tiring after a while. I don't really know enough about the size of Las Vegas compared to Nashville, but I think Las Vegas might be quite a bit bigger than Nashville. So you can kind of find your little piece of Las Vegas. It doesn't feel like a party town constantly, but I think Nashville is smaller. And I think that that sort of uh, vibe moves through more of the city. Um, so that's something to think about there. However, I do think Tennessee has a few other good cities like Knoxville and Chattanooga that I think have startup communities uh, and they're trying to work on those and, and encourage entrepreneurs to move there. So I think those are both a good cities. I've been to Knoxville myself. I, I quite liked it there. It's a small town, but it felt very, very nice there. So um, I think Tennessee has a few cities going for it outside of Nashville. But I think Nashville makes sense here. Um, I'm not surprised to see it on this list. All right, you guys, we are getting into the top three here. And the number three spot goes to Boise, Idaho. 
Now, I don't know much about Boise myself. However, uh, being in that part of the country, I assume that it probably has some really great outdoor activities and then that helped it get into uh, the top three spot here. The typical rental uh, rates do range about $1,500 per month, which I think is a pretty decent price, especially for a short-term or mid-term rental. And the article here had a really interesting uh, thing where it said, The Boise area offers access to an abundance of scenic work from anywhere locales. I don't really know what they mean by work from anywhere locales, but if by that they mean co-working spaces, then that's a really good thing. A lot of co-working spaces in a city means that there's likely competition between those. Uh, so prices should be relatively, uh, not necessarily affordable, but they, you know, if you have one co-working space uh, dominating that sector, then they can really charge anything. If you have a little bit of competition, they tend to stay a little bit more uh, normal priced. And also lots of co-working spaces means a big community. So this is a really nice thing. If you are moving to Boise and you pop into a, into a co-working space, it almost can help you jumpstart a community. So that's a really good thing. Boise also has a few other things going for it. Like it's among the nation's top cities for categories like RV repair, parking, trailer, and RV dealers. So if you are someone who is looking into buying an RV or like van life or anything like that, then Boise seems to have a lot of businesses that can help you out with that and that you can get your RV service there um, or anything else that you may need around your RV or van life. So um, Boise looks like a good um, location for that. Uh, And it also ranks among the top 20 for the number of available rental units. Uh, So that's really interesting. Basically means there's lots of rental units available there, uh, which should also help bring that cost down. It also ranks second amongst the metros for the largest year-over-year increase in rental listings offering lease terms less than one year. So not only are there lots of rental units available, but a good percentage of them should be midterm or short-term, which is really, really great for digital nomads who maybe want to go to Boise, check it out, and not necessarily get married to that decision, but just go and check it out and know that you can leave afterwards. All right, number two on the list, and this shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone, is Austin, Texas. Uh, With typical rental rates of $13.23 per month, uh, I was honestly expecting them to be higher. Austin has always been popular, and it's become even more popular in the last year. From people like Elon Musk and Joe Rogan, uh, just to name a few, moving from California to Austin, it's really become uh, a very, very popular city. I think in terms of a pandemic winner, if if we can say that, in terms of cities, you know, we definitely have some cities that are like losers during the pandemic, like New York City or San Francisco that have seen a lot of people moving out of them. I think the two cities that have won are Austin and Miami, you know, where a lot of people have moved from other cities to those. So uh, Austin, uh, definitely a popular location with lots of digital nomads. Um, and it totally makes sense to be 
on this list and this high up. Um, one of the interesting quotes from the article was that a panel of economists and real estate experts recently surveyed by Zillow expect Austin to be one of the nation's hottest housing markets in 2021. Totally makes sense, especially after what we just discussed. And Austin scores really high on the list for having the highest share of amenities likely sought after by digital nomads. So I think what they mean by here is that you have lots of restaurants, you have lots of bars, uh, you have lots of venues as well. Uh, and the thing that I'm not sure if they mean by this, but is true about Austin, is that there are lots of startup um communities in Austin. There's lots of really great businesses that are based in Austin and especially ones that are um, sort of lifestyle business focused. Uh, there are lots of people live in Austin who run lifestyle businesses. So as a digital nomad, if you go to Austin, you're going to find a lot of people that think similarly to the way that you think. Austin is also among the nation's top cities for both furniture rental and co-working space, which I didn't know, but it makes sense, uh, it, especially about the co-working spaces. That makes a lot of sense. Furniture rental is, is, to be honest, not something that I've thought about as a digital nomad service until now, but it does make sense. If you're moving to a city and you're renting an apartment um, for a year and you don't think you're gonna stay longer than that, or you're not sure if you're gonna stay longer than that, it makes sense that you would rent furniture as opposed to buying it. So Sarah and I have done this twice where we have rented apartments for a, you know, from just a th three months to about a year. Both times we've purchased furniture and then afterwards we've sold it. Uh, and even though that has been relatively affordable for us, Sarah is very good about selling the things that we buy on Facebook Marketplace. But I think that it would make it a lot easier to rent the furniture, especially if there's good furniture for rent. So this makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I've never thought about it, but I love the idea of it. So the fact that Austin has lots of furniture rental uh, availability and co-working spaces definitely makes it a great city for nomads. And at number two, it makes a lot of sense. All right, guys, and we are finally ready to reveal the number one city for digital nomads in the U.S. according to this list, and that is Jacksonville, Florida, coming in at a rental rate of $960 per month. Now, I'm going to be honest here. I was a little bit shocked about Austin being number two and Jacksonville being number one, especially because I haven't really heard much about Jacksonville in the past. But I think the rentals being under $1,000 a month on average definitely helped it rank so high on this list. It does offer year-round weather um, like much of Florida does. And I didn't know this, but it's the largest city by square mileage or something like that, which is kind of crazy. Um, but one of the things that the article said is that the page views to Jacksonville rental listings have increased 120% over the same time last year. This makes sense. A lot of people are moving to Florida looking for that warm weather year round. And, you know, if they're looking at cities like Miami or St. Pete that are a bit more popular and likely more expensive, Jacksonville could be another third uh, right below those cities that is also popular. It's also on the beach. Uh, it's also warm and it's more affordable. So I could see that winning. 
The article also states that it's one of the top metros for consumer interest in business categories that a digital nomad might need or enjoy, like furniture assembly, shared office spaces, TV mounting, golf lessons, brewery tours, and more. So Jacksonville, Florida for me at number one, I don't know if I agree with this. Um, I understand that it's very cheap, uh, but in reality, I think Austin is number one, and then we would maybe put Jacksonville at number two, just because Austin has so many digital nomads there. It has so many entrepreneurs there that are building lifestyle businesses that for me, Austin should be uh, number one, and Jacksonville can take the spot at number two. I would pay the quote-unquote premium uh, for the Austin rentals uh, instead of getting the cheaper rentals in Jacksonville at 960. So uh, that's the top 10. Again, from the very bottom, we have Salt Lake City, Utah at number 10, Las Vegas, Nevada at number 9, Asheville, North Carolina at number 8, Fort Collins, Colorado at number 7, San Jose, California at number 6, which blows my mind. Uh, Charleston, South Carolina at number five, number four, Nashville, Tennessee, number three, Boise, Idaho, number two, Austin, Texas, and number one, Jacksonville, Florida. So uh, I think that this is a really good list overall. Um, I do think that it leaned a bit too heavily on outdoor activities and not heavily enough on community uh, and business sort of amenities, uh, but that makes sense. Um, I understand that a lot of digital nomads, especially digital nomads that are coming up right now may not be entrepreneurs, but will be um, remote employees. So they may favor the outdoor stuff a bit more uh, than the business communities and the startup culture and stuff like that. I think overall, this is going to be a trend that is only beginning. I think there's a lot of cities in the middle of the United States specifically that are poised to win. Uh, and to attract a lot of remote workers there. I'm a little bit biased, but I do know a lot about Ohio, and I think Cincinnati and Columbus are two cities um, that have really, really strong entrepreneurial communities and are relatively affordable compared to other cities and offer a high quality of life. So both Cincinnati and Columbus have great restaurants, lots of things to go and do. Uh, Cincinnati has some great outdoor things activities close by and a top tier entrepreneurial uh, community in my opinion. So I think there's several cities in Ohio. I think uh, Indianapolis and Indiana also is a city that's going to pull a lot of people. And I also think Michigan, uh, I think Ann Arbor uh, with uh, the University of Michigan being there, uh, great city, a great lifestyle, very young um, environment and young community. So I think you're going to see a lot of cities in the Midwest begin to uh, really sort of advertise themselves uh, towards digital nomads, towards remote workers. And I'm very interested to see how this list changes over the next couple of years uh, as more and more cities see this as an opportunity uh, and kind of get their shit together and start advertising to remote workers. So let me know what you thought about this list. Do you agree with it? Were there any cities on this list that didn't make sense to you, like San Jose didn't make sense to me, uh, shoot me a message on Instagram uh, and let me know what you thought about it. And thank you guys so much uh, for listening to this episode. I will see you guys next week. Yeah.